got a Nissan, now she in a Beamer. I don't want her, cause she from the corner. And I heard that Beamer was a loner. Her old man the owner. And I don't even drink Corona. What type of drink you want her? No champagne forever. Under the right together. You come sit with me. If you like to change the weather. If you want a little better. We can buy a grill whatever. Don't get too thirsty. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight, Wednesday, November the 17th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight is kind of more of a follow-up hot take to... Last week's hot take, maybe, um, about Alex Cora getting snubbed on a nomination for manager of the year. Mm -hmm. Just a little update. Kevin Cash for the Rays won manager of the year. Again, he won last year, two years in a row. First time in AL managers won two years in a row. Um, And his team did exactly what everybody was expecting them to do. So congratulations, Kevin Cash, on an award that is meaningless to you. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you, I thought you were going to have uh, something to say about that one. Do you think that they're just going to start giving me like? Do you? So they just give it to the Rays every year, no matter what happens. Maybe. Yeah. Like congratulations on the Tampa Bay Rays for not collapsing like a fan in the cupboard with their ridiculously low payroll. Is that what they're talking? Is that what they're measuring? How well you I guess he's on payroll. Right. Also, Randy Rosarino won the rookie of the year this year, and I really feel like he won that award for his performance last year. I feel like Randy Rosarino is 35 years old. Right. Well, I mean, he had a decent season. I don't think he had the best rookie season in the AL. I don't think that there was any, like, AL rookie who had an amazing season to give it to, but I really don't feel like – I feel like he got it for last year's performance. I've been very unimpressed with the ward season in Major League Baseball this year so far. Right. I feel like that's you every year. Maybe. When is the last? But I really think that, like, you know, Alex Cora should have won AL Manager of the Year. And I think that that's like a pretty easy thing to come to. I don't know. I tweeted your hot take uh, last week. A lot of people were giving us side eye about that one. There's a lot really? of suspicious people about that. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, I mean, you addressed this in an old episode. If it is like, oh, Alex Cora is a cheater, but he's, nobody gives a shit about that. I don't know. Right. Well, all I'm saying is that, the, you know, the Red Sox overperformed more than any other team, I think, this year. Yeah. I, no, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to do well, and I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a ton of that had to do with the management of the club and specifically the pitching staff. 
which has been bad the entire season. And they like made work somehow, you know? Well, I mean, we'll just make you the president of the Alex Corla fan club and you can write all these letters. I don't need to be the president of the fan club. What I do need to be president of is the award selection panel for Major League Baseball. Because this shit is bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Now I'm on board. Yeah, we will make you in charge of the off-season award. I don't know. Who who even gives out these awards? We need to find out. Manager of the Year award. So the guy went to the World Series last year uh-huh. and had the highest odds of anyone from the American League to make it to the World Series this year. And then, like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. The more like, what did he have to manage? Yeah. It's like, oh, he's so great. He's got the best team in the American League. Whoa, give it to that guy. I just think it's all done by computer down there anyway. You know what I mean? I just think this is a funny thing for you to get upset about. Because nobody, at the end of the day, nobody cares who the AL manager of the year is. I call them like I see them, Joel. I, I, I call bullshit on this that's because it. that's what I see. I see bullshit and I'm calling bullshit because <laughs> that's right. what this is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bullshit. Who was that? Oh, the uh, Giants. What's his name for the Giants? Uh, see, one. I buy that. Yeah. Right? We all picked the Giants to be in last place in the West. I think. Right, right. So by that criteria, yeah, then the Red Sox should right. win. Uh, while we're on the topic, Thomas was texting us. Uh, he's not here tonight, but he was texting us. Like, he called Randy Rosarino. Oh, he did. He called Randy Rosarino. Shout out to Thomas on yeah. that one. Yeah, so that was a good call. Who was the NL rookie of the year? I have no idea. Some kid from the uh, Reds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're second baseman. Yeah, he had a good year. Oh. Yeah, he's got a good, he's got a real, like, Clay Buckholt sort of look to him. Yeah. White snake roadie sort of vibe, you know? Ooh, that's a good call. Like, you could see him on a couple of years just being a bartender in some Cincinnati dive bar. <laughs> exactly. Jonathan India, that's his name. Jonathan yeah. India. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the long, greasy hair. Yeah. Right. It's like he's got long yeah. hair, but he doesn't take care of it, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, totally. I could definitely, you roll in and on your Harley Davidson and he tells you about that time when he was working with you in the Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay. I'm into this. Uh, Jonathan India, if you listen to the podcast, hit us up. We've got some great career ideas for you after your baseball career. Yeah. It ends tragically short with a busted, like, ACL or something like that. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now I'm going to feel really bad if that happens. Yeah, that better not happen. (laughs) Otherwise, we're, I'm going to make sure he knows about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. Give him your home address. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally. Um, speaking of Cincinnati, uh, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. 
So I'm going to use my hot take to, to talk about college football just for a second. I'm a big college football <laughs> fan. And like, I'm an Oregon Ducks fan, but everyone's picking them to lose this weekend. They're playing Utah and they're three point underdogs on the road against Utah. Is Utah any good? Not really. I, they're, just, they're just expecting. Mormons can't play football. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, they can. They're actually like really good. Like Brigham Young is traditionally like a really good football school. As because the Mormons always do um, missionary work in American Samoa. So there's this pipeline from American Samoa to Brigham Young in Utah of like 300 pound Mormons. <laughs> American so they just have these like giants on their team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Samoan giants. Yeah, that's cool. That's a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they they're not allowed to have sex, right? That's their right. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until exactly. they're married. Yeah. So these guys are all just so angry, probably. Yeah, exactly. They're all 20, <laughs> 21 years old. They're all with two, three hundred pounds, and. They've left the tropical paradise that is Samoa to move to Salt Lake City, Utah. And be celibate. And be, and be celibate, right? God, that, yeah, that's the, that's the ingredient for making a winning college football team. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so go Oregon. But... I think if Oregon does lose, and I'm not saying they're going to, but if they do lose, I think I need to jump on the Cincinnati Bearcats bandwagon. Cool. Uh, they're undefeated. They're 10-0. They're the little school that can. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Media narrative this year. They're a big win. They beat Notre Dame. They're the Rudy school? Yeah, they're the Rudy school. Exactly. Um, Not yeah. technically, because that was UCLA, but no, that was Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, right? Yeah, and Cincinnati beat Notre Dame this year. That that's their big feather in the cap of their win this. Gotcha. Year. Oh, but the other team. So <clears throat> I'll make this quick because we got to move on. So Cincinnati, like, has they're like fifth in the country right now. They're undefeated. But they're probably going to get screwed somehow in the last second and not allowed in the final four. But the other undefeated small school that I need to get on the bandwagon with is the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Cool. Who are also undefeated out of Conference USA. And they're just cool because they're really like their motto is meep meep this year. Uh, so, yeah, go, go UTSA Roadrunners. Meep, meep. No, like nine, nine. Meep, meep. Anyway, it's a good thing. <clears throat> um, but yeah, college football is lame. We'll just stick with that. Um, hey, I want to give, so it's just me and Sam this week. Last week we had Jesse on. That was pretty awesome. Shout out to Jesse. Yeah, have you listened to that episode? We didn't talk a lot about sports, I feel like. No, we don't talk a lot about sports when, whenever he's on, but 
Yeah, I did listen to it. We talked a little bit about sports. Um, he talks a little bit about living in Buffalo Bills country. Right. That's then, right. But then we kind of we vote back to none of us actually follow or enjoy the NFL that much. Um, so I don't know. Um, and we've also had a couple of weeks in a row where we've really given Aaron Rodgers what for, given him a piece of our mind. So that's been good. This is not a pro Aaron Rodgers podcast. No, not anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we never really were. Although I feel like we were pulling for him to retire and become the host of Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. And now, shit, I had a thing I was going to say about that because I feel then, like him, him blowing it on this anti-vax thing has really opened the door for other athlete celebrities to try to, like, make that leap. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Like, Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. No. And we're going to talk about that was it. I was going to say we're going to talk about this later. Justin Verlander needs to make a run at Jeopardy host now. You think? I think so, yeah. Because there's yeah. three contestants? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and he can count to three. Right. Yeah. Just a little backstory maybe people don't know about this. We have an ongoing thing because Justin Verlander was a commercial, right? Where he talks about how he's superstitious and he does everything in threes. Right, so, including like going to the including going to take a dump in the third stall. Mm-hmm. That's like JV spot, you know? Yeah. It's a weird fucking commercial. Uh, Sam, I don't know what happened last week, but the Vladimir Putin must have retweeted us on Russian Twitter because we got just a shit ton of listens from Moscow. Welcome, sex bots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jesse must have brought the ball with him or something. Right. Yeah, Jesse's huge among the sex bot community <laughs> in urban <laughs> Moscow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, fan of the show, Vladimir Putin. Who were we joking about who was in Moscow listening with Putin? shit oh um the guy from the denver post uh, oh woody page woody page there we go yeah woody page is also listening to us on his russian vacation shout out right. to woody page also listening montpelier vermont san jose california champagne illinois chicago illinois los angeles providence rhode island bend oregon uh, Brookfield, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, El Paso, Texas. They've got a good football team this year, too. Um, the Miners from El Paso, Texas. Interesting. Temecula, California. Meet me in Temecula. Atlanta, Georgia, Seattle. Yeah, yeah we got Oh, Ashbone, Virginia. Shout out to Ash- Ashbone. Yo, thanks for everybody. Muhammad, Illinois, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you give us a rating, a review, and a subscription on Apple Podcasts, even if you're a Russian sex bot, you know. Right. 
Especially if you're a Russian sex bot. Especially if you're a Russian sex bot. We, we want to know what they think of our podcast. Right. Uh, even if they write it in Russian, was that Cyrillic or something like that? Um, yeah. Yeah, last couple of episodes have been good. Check them out. This one, not so much because I'm barely awake right now. Um, what? I'm barely awake. About oh, nice. Yeah. I actually thought that you had fallen asleep because I sent you like six texts in a row and you didn't respond to any I know, of them. I know. I apologize. <clears throat> like, I am sorry. Usually I'm I'm asleep. I'm not ignoring you. I am <laughs> fucking literally asleep in my bed early on. Um, you want to talk about baseball? Yeah. You want me to read this first one? Yeah, let's go for it. We haven't right. gotten a new rating in a while, but Sorry, I was looking at if anybody has uh, written a review lately of our podcast. They haven't. Lots of five stars and lots of one stars on Apple Podcasts. Everybody loves us or hates us. Right. <laughs> so we even split, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like some, some of those reviews are people that we have personally wronged. In the past, <laughs> exactly. who are looking exactly. for revenge? Some of them are yeah. pretty. Some of them are pretty like personal. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, we're going back to the reviews. We're going back to uh, award season. Oh, what? Okay. Your favorite? Yep, yep. My favorite. Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays was named American League Cy Young Award winner on Wednesday night, and Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers, was named winner of the NL Cy Young. Corbin Burns, probably listening from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ray beat out Garrett Cole, the Yankees, and Lance Lynn of the White Sox, while Burns defeated Max Scherzer of the L.A. Dodgers slash Washington Nationals and Zach Wheeler of the Phillies. Question, has the Cy Young become the go-to award for small market teams? So that was my question, right? Like, Yeah. You wrote it. Yeah, it's like New York, L.A., Chicago, and, you know, Philadelphia all lose in honor of Milwaukee and Toronto. This just feels like the the participation award, right? Right. Because both the Brewers and the Blue Jays, they had really high expectations this season, and they both pretty much came up short, especially the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, I'm not going to well, say – go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, well, like Toronto's not a small market team, but – Right. But Toronto's a big-ass city. Yeah. yeah. Um, Milwaukee made it to the playoffs, though. Yes, they did. Yeah. So – and they just lost. But, they just lost. Um, yeah, it could be. I also feel like, especially for Robbie Ray, like the Toronto Blue Jays pitching staff was trash. And especially their bullpen, but this is kind of like a consolation prize for him because it's like, how many games do you think he pitched six, seven strong innings in? And then they lost because the bullpen just like blew it. Yeah. So. Right. And the Toronto Blue Jays are also going to have two out of three of the finalists for AL MVP. Right. Right. So you're going to have the team with the AL Cy Young and Let's say second and third in the MVP race, assuming right. they go to Otani. Um, 
and they were still going to be like, yeah, and we finished fourth in our division. Yikes. Right. That's not well, great. Well, it takes a team. Right. This isn't, this isn't the NBA, you know? Right. But, I mean, if you've got three MVP caliber players on your team, that means the rest of your team is pretty fucking bad. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Blue Jays probably scored in they, the top yeah, they, five I think they had the American the, League, you know? I, oh, God. I think they were number one run scored. They were. I looked I think that up. Ray I is number so. one. Because the uh, Blue Jays smashed all those home runs. They just, because they did, it wasn't Guerrero, Semyon, Bobachette, Lord Guriel. Uh, I thought they had one other guy who just hit like 500 home runs this season. You know, and they had a pretty dominant offense. Uh, so my question following up on this, and this kind of will go into what we've already talked about. How does this, if at all, how does the Cy Young race alter teams looking at picking up ace pitchers in the offseason? Uh, how does the site? I think that it probably has little to no factor on what teams are thinking, because so much, you know, so much of that is driven by saber metrics, you know. Yeah. Uh, by you know, by kind of non-traditional, you know, Robbie Ray had an amazing year, and I think he led all of baseball in strikeouts or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like, that's not gonna. You know, and he's probably going to get paid a contract that he's eventually going to not live up to. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about what team, and you know it's going to be the New York Mets, overpays one of these guys (laughs) for a terrible season. Right. Uh, Just quick update. Four of the top five scoring teams in Major League Baseball were American League this year. Number one being... Houston, number two being Tampa Bay, number three, Toronto, uh-huh. uh, number five, the Red Sox. And uh, the Dodgers were the only NL team in the top five with at number four. Yeah, I'm looking at Toronto's offensive numbers, first in major league in slugging percentage, first in home runs, second in batting average, third in run scored, fourth in on-base percentage. For some reason, I'm looking at Yahoo Sports and they don't even list Robbie Ray as on the team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to point out though that the Detroit Tigers led the league in triples. So cool. Good for the Detroit Tigers. Um, <laughs> yeah, looking back at, I'm just looking at the Toronto offense home runs. You had 48 from Guerrero, 29 from Bichette, 32 from Teoscar Hernandez. 21 from Wood Guriel, 22 from Grychik, 22 from Springer also. Um, Semyon did not play for them either. What the fuck? This is terrible. Fucking suck, Yavi Sports. Fuck you. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, before we move on, Garrett Cole sucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's circle around this for a second. Yeah, because that guy's terrible. That guy's terrible. Yeah, 
speaking of people who sign deals that they will not live up to. Exactly. Yeah. Exhibit A, Garrett Cole. Yep. Yep. He he was sticky <clears throat> stuff. I don't think anybody in Major League Baseball was damaged more by losing the ability to cheat than Garrett Cole this season. Right. Unless it was Garrett Richards for the Red Sox. But anyway, <laughs> either way, they're both named Garrett. They're probably right. related. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, all Garrett um, related. And here's also another thing I just I meant to say about Robbie Ray and him uh-huh. winning this award. is uh-huh. he, had, he was terrible last year, and he was pretty bad in 2019. So I feel like it's an extra feather in his cap that he kind of improved so much in a year where everybody else was kind of getting worse, you know? Oh yeah. That's a good point. But is it sustainable or did he just have one really good year and then he's going to regress again next year? I mean, he probably will regress some. I just think that, I think that that is a good point in his favors. This is a year where everybody was getting worse essentially. And he got better. So. Uh, What about Max Scherzer? I mean, He's already a Hall of Famer, right? He's on the Dodgers. I feel like if I'm Max Scherzer, I'm a pretty happy... I mean, he's a sociopath, so he's never happy. Right. But he's in a pretty good situation career-wise out there in L.A. Yeah. I don't know if he's a sociopath. I think he might have, like, that old-timey affliction of being possessed by a demon, you know? Yes. <laughs> like that doesn't happen anymore except for in Max Scherzer. Right. He's just kind of like a weird junkyard dog sort of demon possessed guy. Right. No, I like it. I have gone. He is the only player I can think of off the top of my head in Major League Baseball because I used to not like him when he was with the Nationals. Um but now I'm like, fuck yeah, go get him, Max Shozo. That guy's awesome. Right. Um, He's like that friend that you have that they show up to the party and you're like, oh, fuck, Max is here. Because right. it's going to be like really fun until he gets in a fight with somebody and then steals a car and <laughs> crashes it into a cop car or something. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's that guy at the party. That guy. Yeah. Like, love that guy. Really don't want him to show up at the bar that you're at. Yeah. Because then they're like, you know this guy? And you're like, oh, God, Max. (laughs) We grew up together, you know? (laughs) Our moms are friends. (laughs) (laughs) You at my eighth birthday party. Um... Yo, also, shout out to Robbie Ray, member of the 2014 Detroit Tigers pitching staff, joining Justin Verlander, Rick Porcello, Max Souser, Anibal Sanchez, um, David Price. All Cy Young Award winners. Yeah, exactly. Except for Annabelle Sanchez. Yeah. Um, There's somebody else who, oh, Corey Nabel. That fucking team, man. <laughs> man, of all the, yeah, Detroit Tigers fans, you guys should always be sad whenever yet another former member of the 2014 Detroit Tigers 
wins a Cy Young Award. Or the World Series. Hmm. Kind of incredible that team never won a World Series. Right, yeah. Yep. They had all the best people. Though starting rotation, Shojo Burlando, Vic Porcello, Annabelle Sanchez, Drew Smiley, and David Fretz. Right, but they also had like Miguel Cabrera. Um, yeah, he was MVP that year, I think. And who else? They had a lot of really I'm, good guys. I'm looking at Oh, it. they had Victor Martinez was on that team. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez. Yep. Um, Tory Hunter. Yeah, I thought Tory Hunter too, but I think he played for the Twins. No, he was on that team. I'm I'm looking at it right now. I don't, I'm, oh yeah, he was on that team. Um, Miguel Cabrera. I'm looking at the best players. Ian. Kinsley. He's the guy who went flying over the fence in yeah. Fenway Park when David Ortiz hit that grand slam. When the cop raises. With the cop, yeah. <laughs> that is a pretty funny image. <laughs> yeah, they had a really great team, except for Andrew Roma. Yikes, he had a terrible season. Um, yeah, and that was who was the manager? Did they have that old old guy with the white mustache? That old guy, the old guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh no, I call him White Dusty Baker. Yeah, but that that he was not the the um, manager in twenty fourteen, Brad. Osmus with their man. Who am I thinking of? With the white mustache. Jim Leyland. Yeah. Jim Leyland. Jim Leyland. Yeah. Leyland? Uh, I think it's Leyland. Leyland. L-E-Y-L-A-N-D. Yep. Uh, boy, Detroit. Well, they're going to be good, I think, again soon. Yeah. They're, they're the big chatter right now about landing Carlos Correa. I could see that pretty easily. Yankees really want to – well, the Yankees want to land everybody, so don't pay any attention to what they say. But yeah. They're acting like they're going to go after Carlos Correa. Let's talk about that. Um, let me read this headline, and then let's talk about some free agent signings because cool. I want to hear your opinions about these. Um, so also talking about pitchers, two other big-name pitchers have made headlines in the early stages of the offseason. Noah Syndergaard. Turned down the qualifying offer from the New York Mets for $18.4 million. No, excuse me, $18.4 million. And instead signed a one-year $21 million contract with the LA Angels, where he will join Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. On the other hand, Justin Verlander, who we were just talking about, has opted to remain with the Houston Astros, signing a two-year $50 million contract which he did just a few hours after he rejected the Astros' qualifying offer also of $18.4 million. Sam, Justin Verlander, though, he's coming, he's 38 years old. He's coming off of Tommy John surgery, signed a two-year $50 million contract with the Astros. But is Justin Verlander career over? Is he done? Is he close? Uh, well, I don't know. That's like a really, that's a good question because, I was trying to look before the podcast, I was doing my own research and trying to figure out how many people have come back from Tommy John surgery at that age. And the list is pretty short. Yeah. Um, Well, we couldn't find anyone. Wait, did you find one guy who had Tommy John surgery when he was 40? Joe Nathan. 
donating yeah who was also like the biggest name i mean there were some people who got it at like 34 um but joe nathan was the most famous one anyway that i found and he had tommy john surgery at 40 in 2015 came back and pitched in 2016 but never pitched again after 2016 so who knows how Justin Verlander is rehabbing? I mean, the guy's a freak. Right. I, I would not be surprised if he came back. And he's also reinvented his game at least twice uh, before. Because he, he, you know, he used to throw 100 miles an hour every single time. And then he lost it, made his adjustments. And then he started throwing 100 miles an hour again. Yeah. So... I, I believe that, you know, if anyone's capable of coming back from, you know, dealing with whatever changes he has to make after Tommy John surgery, then Justin Verlanders probably can do it. But it's still who like it's crazy. Well, and I mean, the Astros are investing in him two years, 50 million dollars. So that's 25 million dollars a year. They think he's worth something. Right. Which I don't blame them at all. Um, what about Syndergaard to the Angels here? I always am mocking the LA Angels because they're wasting the best years of two generational talents. Um, but they kind of surprised me with getting Syndergaard here. Like, like, are the Angels actually going to try this year? And I don't know. People have been making just so many cracks about the Angels never spending money on pitching lately. So maybe they finally heard it. Right. Uh, also, side note, longtime Angels exec Jimmy Asner, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, is going to be the Mets new GM. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but that figures that that's. I mean, we were making fun of the Mets for not being able to get anybody to be their GM. And so now they're just taking the Angels. I, yeah, I don't think he was their GM last year. I think he's the one who gave Trout his mega deal and then they fired him. Oh, okay. What's his name? I can't remember. Asner? Asner, okay. I'll look it up. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but that just seems like a sideways move right now. We, uh, yeah. Well, no, I, it also, it's like, it has to be the Mets, like, 20th choice, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because here's a guy who oversaw, like, the most mediocre team in baseball, mm-hmm. unable to, like, build a championship team around the best player in many generations. Mm-hmm. Although I think he did bring Shohei Otani in, so that's something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Shohei Otani has been pretty fucking good. But, I mean, I think we talked about this two weeks ago. Obviously, nobody I, – I don't think we should be surprised that nobody with any talent wants to work for the New York Mets. You immediately would have every decision you made, either as general manager or as president of baseball operations, you would just be a figurehead that they would be waiting to throw under the bus once something goes wrong. Yeah. Well, and they're like they're the guy who's the president of baseball operations, Sandy Alderson. Alderson? 
I think his contract's up at the end of 2022, and they're going to then have to fill that position. Uh-huh. So essentially, you're getting a job as a GM, and then you're going to like they're going to replace the guy above you, and then who knows? Mm-hmm. Billy Epler is the name of the Mets' new GM, who was the GM for the Angels. Billy Epler. Billy Epler, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Epler is, this is from MLBTradeRumors.com. Epler is no stranger to New York City after a decade-long run in the Yankees front office prior to his run with the Halos. The now 46-year-old broke into baseball as a scout with the Rockies, blah, 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 Yankees director of scouting, blah, 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 Yankees assistant general manager, Became Angels head of baseball operations in 2015. The Angels opted to move on from Epler last offseason despite a year remaining on his contract, as he had not yet produced a postseason team during that time. Epler inherited the Baron farm system that was bogged down by an ownership driven signing of Albert Pujols. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, he did sign Mike Trout to the extension, and he got Otani to Anaheim. And he signed Anthony Rendon. Right, but no pitchers. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they just keep bringing in batters, 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 and they have no pitching. Well, now they've got Noah Syndergaard. Um, Okay, so my hot take about this. And this has kind of been driving me crazy on the internet the last couple of days. Wait, and did you mention Eduardo Rodriguez too? No, no. Because that's that's kind of the biggest. That's actually the biggest one because that's a five year deal. Yeah. Uh, worth like seventy five million dollars or something. To stay. Like with that, that has been. That's the biggest. That's the biggest free agent signing of the off season so far, both in terms of years and money. I think. Uh, do you approve of it? I mean, you know, I'm kind of sad to see him go, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't want to pay him that kind of money or give him that amount of time. He's never really been healthy for a whole season. Uh-huh. And he, the way that he's kind of been, I know everyone's talking about how his numbers are better than kind of they look because He's got really good stuff, but the truth is, is that he always pitches well, and then he gets hurt at some point in the season, and then he comes back and he's dog shit, and he kind of never really helps with the stretch run at the end of the season. So, um, I like him. He's a power lefty, which is always good, and um, but I, you know, I'm fine with it. I guess is what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez to the Tigers for five years, seventy-seven million dollars. What I was gonna say is, I'm—I I think I'm actually gonna have to spend less time on Twitter because whenever there's somebody available, everybody thinks that their team is gonna sign this guy, right? Right. So all the White Sox were certain that the White Sox were gonna go sign Verlander after he opted out of his contract with Houston only to re-sign with Houston literally hours later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like 
like the 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 Yankees fans are obviously the worst. They think the Yankees are just literally going to sign everybody, and then they get fucking furious when they don't. Uh, well, there is historical precedent for that feeling. Right. But it hasn't happened in a while. Well, they got Garrett Cole. Yeah. Look what happened to him. <laughs> anyway. All I'm saying, White Sox Twitter, and, and I don't, I think I'm, just because we follow so many White Sox people on, on Twitter, I can't imagine it's only White Sox fans who do this. I think every fan base does this, where it's like, we're going to sign Correa. We're going to sign Verlander. We're going to sign Marcus Simeon. Uh, Michael Conforto, for some fucking dumb reason. Uh, I guess pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. Also, not historically healthy, though. Right. <clears throat> I would like... I was secretly hoping the Red Sox would sign Noah Syndergaard because uh-huh. I thought we could maybe get him on the cheap. And that guy, I don't know if you remember, but that guy at one point in like 2018 or something had the best fastball in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. I and I'm a big, I'm a big fastball guy, you know? Sure. sure. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, he's been hurt a lot, I guess. Yeah, in my mind, Noah Syndergaard is still one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. I, guess I mean, he'd have to reprove himself, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's fair. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, there's some other stuff. I, I didn't actually read this article uh, that the New York Post had posted about how the Mets really fucked up in building their relationship with Noah Syndergaard because he had gone to the media during the season talking about, you know, he wants to stay in a Mets uniform, blah, you know, blah, 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 finish his career with the team that brought him up, blah, blah, blah. And then essentially what it sounds like happened was his, he and his agent were trying to communicate with the Mets being like, okay, we want to stay. Let's work out a deal. And because the Nets front office has been such a fucking hot mess lately, there was basically nobody to pick up their phone calls. or <laughs> They're just sending their emails to like an em- just like an empty office somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some poor interns, the only guy left employed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm qualified to sign you, Mr. Sintigo. <laughs> Uh, I'm not qualified to negotiate this contract. I'm only 19. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he's like, all right, I guess I'm siding with the Angels then because they offer me. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's too bad. <clears throat> but, the yeah, it's the Mets, God, they're like the best team that never was, you know? Because they, at one point, it was Cindergard, DeGrom, Matt Harvey when he was good, uh-huh. uh, Zach Wheeler. Oh, yeah. And then uh, there was one other guy I can't remember. But, like, all of those guys, I mean, Matt Harvey turned into a dud, but all of those guys at one point were fucking legit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, DeGrom is 
the best pitcher over the past couple of years since like Pedro Martinez, probably, you know? Yeah. As far as dominance goes, I mean, not to take anything away from Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer, but. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. Yep. All right. Um, what are we forgetting to talk about? I don't know. Do you want to do uh wait, where are we at? I'm trying to decide if we should we're at 43 minutes right now. Should we stop and or do you want to do a little top of the clock for 15 minutes? Do top of the clock right now. Let's do a different, let's do a different top of the clock. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's cut. That, I feel like Top of the Croc has its own fan base. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And they're not going to listen to a whole 43 minutes of us bullshitting about sports before yeah. they get to, the- to get to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to do a little research about uh, some of the stuff about the MLB lockout because we still have questions about that that we need answered. So, oh, yeah. That'll be another episode later this off season. Right. And um, yeah. That's so, coming up. Yeah, that is coming. Yeah, December. We probably, what's the date today? Well, we'll probably podcast again before then. But yeah, that's right. coming up. The lockout is scheduled for December 1st. So yeah, that's coming up fucking soon. Yeah, we got to do our post Thanksgiving top of the crock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got a lot Holiday of recap. Holiday recap. Yeah. Oh man, I'm my butt hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, well, uh, that's been dubbed on the up ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh, you can follow us on all your social media applications at Twitter on Dump on the Ump. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook feed on Dump on the Ump. Uh, you can listen to us on any of your social media or, you know, podcasting platforms, uh, Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud, and or Spotify. If you listen to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Uh, you know, tell us what you hate about us. Um, all right, for Sam, my name is Joel. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Turn on the light.